Hey everybody, how you doing? Well, that's good. Welcome to the Broad Street Hockey Facebook Live post game. My name is Bill Matz. I'm your director of fun and games for the evening. Woo! That was a fun one, hey? Uh, I gotta say, man, I'm in love with Ryan Hartman. Uh, I want to call him Ryan Hart. Uh, yeah, Ryan Hartman. Uh, I think the toughest thing for him now will be repeating that performance. I think that's the thing we want to see most out of him. We hear, you know, we know. It, it, it's human nature. You want to make the good first impression. You're playing your absolute hardest. You play with that rocket up your ass, and then you have to meet that standard every game. Um, if he can play somewhere near that level consistently, uh, I, I don't want to say the Flyers won the trade or that, you know, we he's a better player than Wayne Simmons. I by no means want to disparage Wayne Simmons. It was one game. Hartman made some nice plays in it. But I think he just brings a different element that this team very badly needed. He is a strong two-way player from what I've seen. We obviously saw he's not afraid to mix it up physically. Laid a few hits. Um, not afraid to get in there, get hit himself. Uh, he did take that embellishment penalty, which was, okay, you caught me. Um I, I really like the guy. Uh, beyond that, I, I already saw a comment. Lindblom's playing some serious hockey. Oof, if he can just uh, – if this is who Lindblom is, if this is really who Lindblom is, that is exciting. Uh, I, like the, I like the idea of uh, Patrick centering Giroux and Konechny. I like it a whole lot better than uh, Giroux centering uh, JVR and Konechny. So just right there. Um, I don't mind the – I don't mind terribly the idea of seven defensemen, but, like, uh, can't we just get the guys we like? Can't you just give me – you know, I, I don't hate the idea of 11 forwards either because, like, your 12th forward usually is a is a player who isn't helping you. He, he is often someone who might be hurting you in a lot of ways. So just by using 11 forwards uh, – and, I mean, they, they teams do that – when you have, like, Tyrell Goldborn playing and he plays six shifts or less – like, there are games he got, like, two minutes and stuff when he came in. Like, you might as well just dress seven defensemen. Uh, so I, I don't hate it, but it's – can't we just not dress Andrew McDonald? Like, why? Why does he have to play? Um, let me think. Claude Giroux picks up that goal at the end, feeling good for Claude uh, when he, you know, was centering that line with JVR and Konechny. I was just like, ooh, we are not getting the best of Claude Giroux. But I think since they broke that up – He's right back to being the Drew we all know and love. And it is nice just seeing this team uh, be able to roll other lines that don't involve Drew and they, like, you know, generate offense. It's pretty nice. Uh, beyond that, Brian Elliott, nice start for B.E., um, old Moosey. Uh, I, uh, you know, I, I've said that I'm kind of just over Brian Elliott, and I am. Um, I said if I was him, I wouldn't even want to play this year. I'd focus on getting myself healthy and hope for a tryout or something this summer. But he's definitely putting some good film out there right now. The um, the the task for him will be staying healthy and then hoping to find a home this offseason. Wish him the best. I mean, the dude clearly loves the game. And, uh, I mean, he sacrificed for this team. He came back way too early from that injury because our options were Alex Lyon and Peter Morozik in the playoffs and all that. So, um, I, I appreciate that he did those things. It's just like I'm, I'm kind of just moving on from him. I really want to see Cam Talbot at some point. I mean, if the whole point of going out and getting him now was to give him a look and see if he's our guy next year, 
we got to give him a look at some point, you know? Is it like, I mean, this is, what, game 63? So that's, you know, there's 19 games left. When, when are we going to get this extended look at the guy who could potentially be splitting time with the franchise savior next year? But good performance by Brian Elliott. Made some clutch saves. Definitely uh, gave them a chance to win the game. That's all you can ask of the guy. Uh, those are my takeaways. Let's get to your stuff. Let's see what you all have to say. Ryan, the hitman Hartman, he's the anvil. Uh, we already have the excellence of execution. You know, this is a uh, – we have Carter Hart, excellence of execution. We have uh, Ryan, the anvil Hartman. That's what I'm going with here. Here's to never wearing anything but those beautiful burnt orange jerseys for the rest of the year. Hey, man, 2-0. and What do you <laughs> – 2-0, and and it's two of the teams ahead of them in the standings. So why not? A uh, lot of heart in Philly. Absolutely. we got our own little heart foundation here. Uh, Scott Lawton is Brian Pillman. Just had to throw that out there. Uh, very impressed with Hartman in all aspects of the game. Uh, he spent a lot of time in the offensive zone. He did a lot of work in the defensive zone. I think he made some plays there. Uh, I can't say enough about Ryan Hartman's performance tonight. Hope he can be – I hope he's this uh, type of energy player consistently. You can see um, – He'll make things happen. I, I know he doesn't have the raw scoring num numbers, but he's got 10 even strength goals this year. I believe they're all even strength when I looked it up the day of the trade. Um, I think he's just a guy who can make things happen, and some of them will go in. You know, if we get a good playmaking center for that third line, maybe his uh, he's right back to being that 19-goal scorer he was in Chicago. You know, that would be pretty nice, right? Um, but, yeah, absolutely encouraged by what I saw out of – uh, you know, the 24-year-old that we swapped out Wayne Simmons for. Uh, I don't see any value in Raffle whatsoever, and I see Hartman a nice replacement for Raffle. Yeah, I think they're similar. Uh, I mean, Raffle made some really nice plays tonight. Uh, Raffle's a nice fourth liner, I think, uh, but that's what I want him at. I think I want to call him Scott Hartnell so bad. Uh, I think Ryan Hartman has – like his ceiling is just one line higher. I think Hartman is a really good third liner and Raffle's a really good uh, fourth liner. Hey, if we add enough pieces that Hartman's on our fourth line and he straight up is a Raffle replacement, as I called him right after the trade here on the, uh, on the post trade deadline show. Um, that means we did a lot of good stuff uh, this summer. They really are doing everything they can to not just dump AMAC. It's, I still believe, I still believe there's a better than 50% chance. I, I, everything's 50-50. I know I say that to Charlie all the time. Things either happen or they don't, so it's 50-50. Um, that drives math people nuts. It's one of the funniest things you can say to anyone who, like, is, is good with numbers. Uh, but anyway, I, I still think there's a good chance we see the end of Andrew McDonald, whether they retain half or whatever of his salary and ship him somewhere or they try to bury him in the minors, they flat out buy him out. Uh, I think we are going to see the end of Andrew McDonald after this year. But, man, they love – like, this guy, he lives through everything. I will say that short uh, – that, that power play goal they let up tonight, um, I don't really think that's all his fault. I made some jokes about it on Twitter, which people were like, oh, well, this is supposed to happen on this play. I thought it was just a funny picture, so I made jokes. Uh, if, if he was better – like, I think he could have closed on that play faster, but that, since that's not something he's really capable of, um, reading plays, diagnosing plays, and making quick, titch, quick twitch decisions, um, I think he played it right. He took away uh, 
it was a high it's a short-handed turnover at your own blue line like that's just kind of the shit that happens because they have more guys than you so uh, there's one on each side of the net I, he kind of got caught. I'm not making excuses for Andrew McDonald. You guys know I don't want him. I just think, like, that's one of those, look what Coburn did here situations when there's four or five other moving parts to a play and you just see the one still and want to blame him. So um, I, I didn't think that was that egregious, especially considering what type of player McDonald is. But, yeah, they just got to move on. Like, I can't take it. The trade deadline ended yesterday. Do the Flyers know that? Why are they still playing? I guess you're referring to, I guess you're referring to Brian Elliott. I mean, I because apparently Carter Hart is actually hurt. I have no idea why they refuse to put in um, Cam Talbot. I have no idea why they think it's good to play Elliott this many games in a row when this has led to injuries for him before. But I. <laughs> I am constantly baffled by the decisions this organization makes when it comes to goalie management. So I I wish I had an answer for you. Spicy take. Hartman carries himself a little like Mike Richards. Hope he's a late bloomer. I, I, we want to call every good two-way forward Mike Richards. I won't say that. Mike Richards was a point-of-game player for this team uh, in his prime. Um I think they need – I think he brings some of that grit. I think he's definitely a guy we're going to grow to really appreciate. Um, like, I mean, he's 24. This is this is him coming into his prime now. Uh, he had that big year at, you know, age 22 in, uh, in Chicago. Uh, that might have been just more of a result of being on a, a team that had a ton of really good players on it uh, and having a, a good coach in Quenville and a, a lot of different things. But um, – yeah, I would love for him to – if he can be a 20-goal guy, that's awesome. I don't think he has to be in order to be an effective player. Now, I think they need more dynamic forwards, and that's a different story. I think they don't need to go out and buy or trade for some this offseason. But I think bringing in Hartman has – if they get another center really solidified what could be a very effective, uh, a very effective third line. Can we talk about that fucking burger? <laughs> that was my favorite part of the broadcast was them eating that burger. Whenever I see stuff like that, I'm like, that's just ridiculous because you can't – burger and fries is my favorite meal. Like if I was getting executed, that's pro- – well, I'd probably go with like the um, – they have like a seven – they have a selection of like 70-day uh, age steaks um, at uh, – fuck. The steakhouse in Philly. Goddamn. I'll never think of this name. The Double Eagle place that Rhea Hughes does the reads for. Oh, I can I, I never remember the name of it. I always want to call it Capital Grill, but it's not that. Anyway, that's probably what I'd go with. But number two choice would be burger and fries. And when I see a burger like that, I'm like, eh, I need to be able to pick it up and like actually enjoy it. I feel like that wouldn't, it would, that meal would be stressful. I, I don't know. It, it looked delicious. It absolutely looked delicious. But when I see something piled, like a foot and a half high. I'm just like, I, uh, what's the point? Hartman set the tone tonight. Welcome to Philly. No, he did. I, that's uh, when we talked about um, wh- where's our grit going to come from. We need guys like Wayne Simmons who pull us into the fight. Uh, I, I think we got our answer in short order from Ryan Hartman tonight. All right. What do we have here? Hart equals uh yeah. Carter Hart is Brett. Yeah. He's the excellence of execution. Lots is Pillman. Yes. Hartman is the anvil, yes. Patrick, 
Davy Boy Smith, okay, and Konechny Owen. I thought I thought Konechny is Owen too. That's funny. That's good. That's good. Uh, and of course, Scott Hartnell is Stu Hart. Scott Hartnell has to be Stu Hart, right? He's the he's the original Hart. Goodis is the bulldog. Maybe, maybe. There's a reason why Hartman's underlying numbers were so much better than number seventeen. Yeah, and I think. And, I don't want to disparage Wayne Simmons tonight because I love him. Uh, I think there's a real chance Simmons is a much more effective player next season. Um, just thinking about all the injuries he's had over the last two seasons, basically, I think he has a chance to bounce back much the way we saw Claude Giroux bounce back. Um, but the way he plays, the amount of contact he absorbs, what he has to personally do to be effective – there's a similar chance that these injuries continue to pile up for him. So I'm not going to just say, oh, he's definitely going to bounce back because he'll be healthy when there's – how do you get healthy when you're the guy who constantly is putting his body on the line, you know, uh, in front of the net, along the boards, in the corners, all that stuff. Uh, so it's – but they're two different – I really – you know, a couple of years ago, Simmons looked like he was going to turn into that type of um, – checking forward and stuff. I want to see Ryan Hartman work his way into the penalty kill. Uh, did he get any time on the PK tonight? The scores from tonight still haven't loaded. Finally, I can open the box score. Here we go. Uh, bring me to the team stats. Where are you? What did Hartman actually play tonight? 14-12, uh, no special teams time. So, yeah, I would love to see him uh, work his way into the PK and – uh, really just become that type of guy for this team. Raffle PK specialist, and that's he's he's decent enough at it. He's a good good little fourth line. I, I don't want to disparage him either. Like he's just a nice fourth line player and you need them. I think he's replaceable. I think the reason he wasn't traded yesterday is I always say on a good team, Raffle serves a very like Raffle serves a, a, a good purpose on a good team. The problem is, like, the reason he didn't get traded yesterday is I think most good teams already have their raffle, you know? Like, he plays a role. He's good in the fourth line. He's that Swiss Army knife. And I think a lot of good teams just already have that guy. Hey, Bill, I know we've been saying this for a while now, but how the hell did Myers go undrafted? That's – when you just look – forget – unless he – I – forget even undrafted. He wasn't even at their rookie camp the year they signed him. He gets the invite to training camp after, I think it was either Calgary or Ottawa. I always screw it up. But he's in one of their rookie camps as an invitee, and they send him home. And then he comes to Philly's training camp and signs the contract and becomes our guy. Uh, forget all of his skills. Forget all of his skills. And he's got a lot of them. He can really skate. Looks like he can puck handle. Nice passer. Good instincts. He's huge. Like, I don't know how somebody with his measurables goes undrafted. Like, Stepan Falkovsky got drafted. No one – maybe they just didn't know he was eligible. Like, that happens, right? I think that happened to, like, Pavel Bure. Um, like, no one knew he was available to be drafted. And I may, <laughs> I'm baffled by it, man. I don't know. Play Moran. Yeah, that's the – I don't – I did not mean to unpin that. Uh, yeah, okay. Here we go. Why are they playing 7D men, play Moran? A lot of comments about the 7D man and 
Uh, Moran, I guess, hasn't been activated at, uh, off of IR last I checked. I mean, I think he should be, but I think he had just not trouble. I don't think he had like a setback, but it was just he's still adjusting to game speed. And I think he had a little bit of trouble in the AHL, and they're uh, working him back slowly there. Yeah, he's still on IR. So, man, he's still only 23, Sam Moran. That's, that's wild. Feels like he's 42 years old. Uh, I think he'll get a shot at some point. I don't get it. I, I wish I had answers for everyone. I wish it's I wish I had good answers because the answers I'm going to give you are bullshit because they're the answers they give us. Oh, his veteran presence and shut down defender and all that shit. He's not good at uh, NHL hockey. I, I don't understand it either, man. JVR is quietly having a good season after everyone wanted to hang him in December, LOL. Yeah, uh, that's this is what – goal scorers are streaky, and he's going to go on streaks. Now he's got, I think, what, two in a row? Um, this is just what he's going to be. Seven million seems like a lot for a guy I think is going to end up on a third line, a really good third line, but that's kind of – I mean, Phil Kessel won a cup as a third liner, so – uh, that's the type of thing. That's the type of guy I see him being a power play specialist, especially now that, um, uh, especially now that Simmons is gone. I think he can. I think they need to reconfigure the power play. I think they need to take the rest of the season to figure out what this power play should be. Um, to me, it's real simple. It's Drew back in his spot on the left wing boards, Ghost up top, Voracek in his spot on the right wing boards with Patrick in front and taking it down low and resetting, and uh, JVR in that slot spot and dropping down low when Patrick has the puck behind the net. I think that's um, I think that's the best way to do it. I hope they get to that eventually. But, yeah, um, I wanted to look at James Van Riemsdyk's numbers and started vamping while they loaded here. What's he got now? Uh, they didn't include tonight's game, so that's... 17 goals, I believe, for JVR in uh, 47 games. So let's do some quick math here. 17 divided 46 is 0.37 goals a game. And I think that's basically what he averaged in uh, Toronto. Where are you at? Miscellaneous numbers. Yeah, six years in Toronto, 0.37 goals a game. And he's at 0.369 this season. Uh, if he doesn't miss a big chunk of time in the beginning of the year, he's probably hitting exactly what we expected him to hit. JVR, to me, is not a disappointment. And that's simply because I had tempered expectations coming in. I didn't think he was a superstar. And I don't think $7 million halfway through his contract is going to be a huge number. You know, I, I think the market is resetting that that's a middle number now. When the top guys are JVR, or excuse me, Drew and Voracek signed their eight-ish million-dollar deals a long time ago. Now the market is bumping up for what top-end guys get, and that means the middle tier is bumping up as well. And I think JVR is going to be pretty much well worth the money, um, just in terms of his raw scoring totals. And that's what he's here to do: score goals. We've said for how many years we need a guy who can score, just shoot the puck and score. I know he's not. Your, uh, he's not your typical Russian sniper. He's not, uh, you know, Ovechkin standing in the standing in his his circle just bombing pucks through goalies. But at the end of the day, he gets credited with goals. That's what he's here to do: is 
the puck touches his stick and then goes in the net, and he's basically doing what he's here to do. With Sam Moran being brought up, when can we expect to see him? I, see him play? I don't know, man. I have no idea. I have no idea what they're doing with this defense. We'll see, I guess. Del Frisco's. Thank you, Anthony. That's the fucking stick place I was trying to think of. Del Fr- I can never think of their name. Anyone else notice Nolan Patrick is starting to lower the boom on guys. That's my thing with Nolan Patrick has been for this season. I've been thinking this season about what kind of player Nolan Patrick's going to be, and he's never going to blow you away with his speed. I need that dude to be a straight-up bodybuilder. Like, I want him to pick people up and throw them. That's I want him to be the strongest guy on this team. That's what he needs to be. And as you strengthen your legs, your stride will get stronger, and you will in turn be a better skater. Um, his skating has really improved as his confidence improved because he's decisive and he gets where he's got to be most of the time. I don't think his speed's really holding him back at this point like it was in the beginning of the year and like it was in the beginning of last season. Um, but I need him to, yeah, be that type of wrecking ball center. Uh, and also a guy, obviously, who produces points and stuff for you. I want him to be, you know, a, a 1C or a 2C for this team, but I need him to be that type of guy. Simmons was a power play specialist. Hartman is a nice two-way player. Simmons was really developing a good checking game, uh, a good uh, – he was pretty effective on the penalty kill a few years ago. He had some injuries. Uh, Simmons was a nice two-way player at one point for this team, but they they used him on the PK way too late, I think. Uh, and then, of course – he has the injuries, they move him off the PK, and he's not as effective on the power play. They're two different guys. Uh, I wish Simmons well. I hope you know he does well with the Predators and he gets his money this offseason. Raffle's a very underrated player. Most people forget he has a 20-goal season. I think he's underrated for what he does, but, I mean, that 20-goal that season, he's with – like, he's on, a, he's on a left wing with Giroux and Voracek at – they were in their prime. Like a good player would have had 40 on that. And I'm not saying he's not a good player. I'm just saying like a guy who should have been in that role would have had 30 or 40. He raffle served a purpose on that line. It was good, but you know, he couldn't replicate it when they put him back in that spot again, the next year, same reason Zamula wasn't drafted. I freaking loved Igor Zamula too. That kid's going to be nice. Leafs needed a raffle. That's interesting. They could use a raffle, I would think. Um, I, they think they can solve a lot of their problems internally. Zamula might end up in that same situation for us. I just hope we move Zamula along faster. Because looking at what Phil Myers is right now, man, I, I realize it's a real small sample size, and I know that a lot of his criticism has been inconsistency, so like we're just maybe seeing the best of Phil right now. But... Oh, he was ready before this. He had to have been. He just had to have been. If they're going to play 7-D, how about a few forward shifts for Ghost? I just think the idea of Ghost at forward, like I'd rather see Radko Gudis at forward uh, or Robert Haig. I think the idea of Ghost at forward uh, limits what he does best. Like he, uh, his ability to create from a place where he just has more time and space is what makes Ghost good, whether it's breaking out with the puck, making a first decision, or getting it at the point and having time and space from there. I, I, I don't love – I just don't like the – I don't think it makes sense to play Ghost forward. I think 
like he uses his offensive abilities from that position the best. I would rather a big a big body who can get in on the forecheck uh, get moved up that way. Like Lucas, uh, didn't they do that with Lucas Spiza back in the day? Uh, back when back when we had Spiza, I feel like they did his rookie year. Like they bump him up the forward. Uh, now and then, like if it was like Gudis or Haig is our guys, I would more want to put like in a fourth line role, getting in on the four check, just throwing bodies around. Personally, I think if JVR doesn't miss all those games, he's a leading goal scorer. Uh, sure, and it depends on what role he's in because remember, like he started the year with what was it, Vorobiev and Simmer, and that was not a good line. Like I don't, I don't know what kind of role they're using JVR in if he. I, He'd be up. He'd be in the twenties, though, and that's that's what he's here to do. He's here to score twenty-five to thirty goals. I think that's that's who he is. So I probably said JVR right now, twenty-eight to thirty goals over eighty-two games, and that's who. That's twenty-five to thirty is who I thought we were getting. And if you can put that on a third line with a good playmaking center and a good two-way guy like Ryan Hartman, I think we have a hell of a third line and the type of third line that helps you win playoff series. That's the thing is. I think first lines cancel each other out. Second lines and third lines do battle to determine who wins a seven-game series. Um, at the end of the day, that's how I think it goes a lot of the time. That was an awesome redirect by JVR. Yeah, he is very skilled at um, getting those ba- – like, that's the thing. I've seen a couple of his his deflections where I'm like, oh, that's just a crazy bounce. But now he's done it a number of times that I'm like – he this is a skill of his. This is just something he's really good at doing is um making the puck deflect and not just deflect wherever. Like he is directing it to an open spot or at least directing it in a way that makes it damn near impossible for the goalie to uh to play at that close of a range. Why is everyone so high on Sam Moran? I don't think anyone's really all that high on him. I think everyone just wants to see what the hell he is. This is a guy we drafted in the first round of 2013, and we're not seeing him yet. I think everyone just wants to get a look at the guy. Like, I, I don't care. I Obviously, I want him to be good. But at this point, I don't care if he's great or if he sucks. I just want to see him play and find out for myself. And I can't believe that the team's front office doesn't feel the same way. Um, you know, injuries have set him back a little over the past two seasons, and he would have had a shot if he was healthy, but he hasn't been. And that's just the situation he's in in his career. Uh, but I just want to see the damn dude play. So Columbus lost. That's good, right? Uh, they played the Pens, I think. I I know it was two teams, and it was either one. Whoever lost was good for us, but – I'm really if if the playoffs happen at this point, it's a nice it's a nice thing. Um, my focus is on next year, and by that I mean I'm you know, the wins are nice and stuff like tonight is a lot of fun. Uh, obviously, Stadium Series game that's one of my best live game experiences with this team ever. Um, but uh, my I'm I want I'm just evaluating right now. I, I'm in pure okay. I want to see Sanheim and Myers. And I want to see Patrick, and I want to see uh, Oscar Lindblom. I want to see all these young kids come together and really start to take over this team. Uh, one, uh, and I know we discount a lot of the intangibles and stuff, but the fact of the matter is one of the captains of this team, the emotional backbone of this team, um, was just traded away. And now the Travis Konechny's of the world are going to be thrust into bigger roles 
as leaders, and I want all these young kids to start taking ownership of this team. Claude Giroux is going to do what Claude Giroux does. Jake Voracek is going to do what Jake Voracek does. It's time for everybody else to become uh, who they're supposed to be. Provorov, Ghost, TK, all those, every single one of them. It's time for them to step up. Um, that's what I want to see the rest of the way. If they make the playoffs, they make the playoffs. I just need to see steps forward. One of the things I heard most about Patrick was uh, when he was drafted was his hockey smarts, looking at him up to this point. How would you rate him by his hockey knowledge and intangibles? I mean, they all know the game. Uh, I think it's just situational IQ, and I think it's very high. I think he's a very good two-way player, and the only way to be a good two-way player at his age and at his speed is to be good positionally and have great anticipation, and I think he's shown a lot of that. As he gets more and more comfortable, he will improve. I think we're already seeing signs of that. Um, I, you know, in another draft, maybe he's not the consensus one for a year. He's he's just not a superstar. Maybe he'll never be a 1C. But that's not even what this team needs him to be because they have a 1C. His name's Sean Couturier. So it's not even like they need him to be that. Uh, I think he's just going to take a little while to get to where he's – fully who he's supposed to be. He's not a finished product by any means, but I'm definitely encouraged by what I've seen out of, especially his, um, just his, his like all nice logic to this point and his ability to diagnose plays, be in the right place. Moran needs to play in Lehigh Valley right now. Has only played two games since coming back with Phantoms. Then a couple more games down there would help him. I don't give a shit about, uh, no, he's been in the AHL for how long now he should, uh, no, Get him on the NHL ice. It's stupid. And I don't think he's waiver-exempt anymore, so you can't send him down unless it's a conditioning stint, which he's already been on. So, I'm uh, no. You're either an NHL player or you're not at this point. Did you hear Patrick Audio? He's chirping players growing up so fast. Yeah, I mean, Charlie brings it up all the time that he's not – He's not a, like an unconfident guy. He's very much one of the boys. He's very much uh, confident in his ability to the point of near cockiness. He doesn't come off that way in interviews or anything. I'm not saying it like as a derogatory statement. I think good players need to be cocky and should be cocky. Uh, but I, I just I think he's really just starting to come into his own. Uh, no help tonight around the league. Going to be a tough stretch car- coming up. Carolina just destroyed the Kings. Habs win 8-1, even though it was Detroit. I'm just not – I don't – you can't throw away the first half of the season. And Listen, it'll be a fun thing if this team keeps up this pace and makes the playoffs. That'll be a really good time. But I'm not banking on it. It's not what I'm looking towards right now. Seven points from a wild card, 19 games left. And they were seven points from a wild card – two, three weeks ago. Like, it's it's very hard to make up this amount of ground and jump this many teams. Phil Myers assist for hits. Did he, uh, he ended up keeping that assist? I know it was a question because it may, that puck may or may not have hit Couturier's stick uh, before uh, Jake gathered it and then put home his own rebound, but I hope he did end up keeping that assist. Uh, let's, Phil Myers, yeah, it looks like he did, so good for him. Uh, they got, what, one, two, three... Four points out of their D tonight, so that's a, that's a pretty pretty good number there. Uh, G was the only guy with two points. Right back on that score and pace uh, as soon as he gets away from that terrible combination of him, JVR, and, and Konechny. That thing was just not good. 
Absolutely love these jerseys. Do you think they keep them for the future? Perhaps as an alternate? Uh, I don't know. Um, I really like them, but I know there's mixed feelings about them, and uh, they tend to keep the uh, the outdoor jerseys around for the next season, but we'll see. I would like it. Frost, Ratcliffe, Strom, Allison, Tanner are all going to be around next year to get a look. We'll see. I'm not crazy. Eh. There's only so many roster spots. I would love for Frost to make this team, Ratcliffe to make this team, Wade Allison to make this team. I'm just not banking on it because uh, I think Frost, I think his most likely, if he's going to play in the NHL, I've always thought of, um, I've, I've always kind of thought Frost was going to follow a similar path to Giroux. If he has the type of productivity as Giroux, that would be freaking incredible. But, like, I think if he's going to play in the NHL next season, I bet you he gets his call up after Christmas a lot like G did. Has San Jose extended Carlson yet? They haven't. It's not done. Uh, I know he got hurt tonight or re-injured or tweaked his groin or something. Uh, he's having a tough year with the run of injuries. Interesting to see what kind of market is out there for him and what type of uh, – what happens with the extension. I expected him to get the eight-year extension as soon as the um, as soon as the deadline passed when he was eligible. Some people were tweeting me today thinking uh, March 1st is when he can sign the extension. I don't know if that – I from everything I've read, it's as soon as the deadline was over. So, uh, But haven't heard uh, any updates on it, so – I want to see Frost, and I guess that's Vecchioni you're referring to. I don't care at all about Mike Vecchioni. He's a, like, 26-year-old in the AHL scoring six-tenths of a point a game. Like, ugh, I could do without Mike Vecchioni. Maybe he's a nice fourth-line player, but those guys, like, Mike Vecchioni's probably grow on trees. Thoughts on going after a C and like Kevin Hayes in free agency? I think they very badly need a center, whether it's to Shane or Hayes. Um, they make a trade for someone. Uh, I, I really uh, – I've talked all about how I think they should target uh, Tampa, either with an offer sheet to Braden Point or taking someone like Tyler Johnson off their hands um, in order to make more cap room for them to be able to sign Braden Point, uh, you know, take advantage of their situation by – you know, kind of getting one of their guys at well below value, something like that. Um, yeah, I, one way or another, I think they need – I think they badly need a C, um, whether it's a two or a three C to play, uh, you know, if nothing else, with JVR so we get full value out of JVR because that's the type of guy he is. We need JVR power play one. We need JVR with a playmaking center. Um, didn't appear to have really any chemistry whatsoever with Nolan Patrick. Sean Couturier plays against first lines. I don't want JVR out against first lines, so they have to get somebody. Uh, whether it's free agency trade, Morgan Frost is a star from day one in camp and he's our 3C, whatever, uh, I think they definitely need to address that position. Now that Stone is off of the UFA market, should the Flyers go all in on Panarin? I would love Artemi Panarin. They should definitely make a run at him. Um, it's going to get pricey. Got to make sure. You know, you're doing the responsible thing. Can't put yourself in the kind of crunch, um, you know, they were in before Hextall got here that he had to dig them out of. But at the same time, great players cost a lot of money. And if you want great players, um, you got to pay them. So, yeah, I would love Artemi Panarin. That would be a lot of fun. Does Gordon stay their coach after the season? 
I think it's doubtful. Uh, I think they're going to make a real run at Coach Q. And then um, I just want there to be a big interview. I want there to be a massive search. I mean, if they can get Coach Q, you get Coach Q. He's That's the big name available. He's got three cups. You do it. Um, he's got experience taking over a core and getting the most out of them. Um, if there's a huge, if they don't get him and there's a huge interview process, they bring in all different types of candidates with all different types of insights and backgrounds and hear everyone out, what their vision for this team is, how they want to play, all that stuff. And they determine that Scott Gordon is the best guy for the job. I would not complain if they hired Scott Gordon in that situation, but I either want the big fish in Quenville or I want a scorched earth coaching search. Uh, and if Gordon ends up with it, good for him. He earned it, uh, you know. Uh, but I, I'm not just taking the interim tag off him and going, yes, the, the streaky team had a nice streak for you. Like, this team has done this every year since this core has been together. I'm not making any judgments based off of the second half of this season. Coots had two assists credited tonight. Didn't see it. Uh, just one. Just one assist credited tonight. Uh, unless they redid it. Let me hit refresh, see if it uh see if they change the scoring on anything. How about Corbin Knight getting in there again? Remember Corbin Knight? My God. That the beginning of this season, this has been a see I can't remember a season that has felt this long. Like Corbin Knight feels like he and Ryan White were together, right? Like that feels like three, four years ago at this point. I, uh, I, Jesus. Uh, scroll down here. And NHL.com's not scrolling again. I, they have the shittiest website imaginable. With this orange alternate jersey, power rank the Flyers alternate jersey history. All right. Uh, number one for me is the alternate blacks. They were the original ones. They were just so cool uh, when they first came out. Uh, just absolutely awesome um i mean i i know what's last and it's those video game looking like 3d shitty ass i call them the amati era jerseys uh they're just like some of the worst jerseys ever uh, um number two i guess like their home oranges during that cup run were their alternates so i'm gonna put those at number two uh number three the tie up uh winter classic 2012s um yeah, I don't know. Showing up a bit late to this one. Thoughts on Lindblom's game tonight. Thought it was strong and his line was good all night. It was damn good all night. Um, I am really liking Lindblom, Couturier, and, uh, and Voracek. Three guys who seem to complement each other well. Uh, we, we all know what Voracek's strengths are. Um, Lindblom, a very good two-way player. Obviously, Couturier, a... Uh, He's going to be a perennial Selkie candidate for the rest of his career, most likely. Um, I, I really like how those three complement each other. I think it's a line I would, as much as I want, um, as much as I want Drew and Couturier together. It's something I would explore just because if Couture, if Drew can bring out of Patrick what we thought he was bringing out of Couturier last year, um, and say we do get a Panarin who's like a left winger and. We can move Giroux. We can move G over to the right side, maybe because he's got experience there. He is right-handed. Um, go Panarin. Um, 
Panarin, Patrick. That, would that be three righties on a line if it was Panarin, Panarin, Patrick, and Giroux? I don't know if I love that. Is Patrick right or left-handed? I can't remember. Scroll, goddammit. Yep, still not scrolling. Fucking hate this website. Well, anyway, I they, they have options. That's I like what they're doing with this line. I think they have a ton of options, and I think adding another dynamic forward um, or two will just make them finally a, a, like a real contender. Joe Pavelski is a UFA. I'm, I am all good on someone his age. Pavelski's a hell of a player. I'm not, and I don't like. Does he really get away? He's gonna be a free agent, but I, those guys don't seem to want to leave ever. Bill Eric Carlson becomes a flyer. Will you adopt his look? Yeah, absolutely. I'm feeling Duchesne is getting the bread man's money in Columbus, and Kevin Hayes or Point would be perfect for this team. Yeah, uh, we'll see about you know, Columbus and anyone wanting to stay there for any extended period of time. Uh, after all this, I, you know, I know Matt Duchesne wants to stick somewhere, but after all this, why not just see what you can get out there, find the perfect situation? Um, I don't know. TK was sort of invisible tonight. No, I thought his line played well. I thought he made some plays. He wasn't typical buzzing Konechny, but he's, he's, He's not a consistent guy yet. Uh, I, I think he and his line played well. What's your ideal contract offer for Panarin? Uh, I would love if he, you know, uh, you're you're gonna have to go seven. Uh, if if you went seven and nine, that would be awesome. Seven and nine and a half, kind of given what Mark Stone got. Stone gets the extra year because he's gonna stay with you know the team he's on. Um, he gets that eighth year. And of course, there I believe is no state income tax in uh, in Nevada, so that could be um, a little bit of a difference in the money. If you could get him for that same money, if you get Panarin for that same money here, that would be awesome. But he's probably getting ten. That would you know, he's probably getting ten. Melter said Frost never starts his NHL career at center. Uh, he may or he may not. Some guys are good at it. Some guys aren't. Some guys can come in and do it right away. Some guys can't. You know, it's, a couple of years ago, Frost would never even play in the NHL. And now, you know, and I want to add a center. So there really wouldn't be a center spot for him. Um, if he comes in in camp and is absolutely amazing, you put him wherever you can fit him. Uh, but he could just, he could very well come in and play center. Um, maybe he never becomes one. And possibilities are endless. Will Frost be better than Breton? I have no idea. I have no idea how good Frost is going to be. I, I, with Myers playing so well, who's on the out? Could we see Amac demoted? And they're not. I'd be shocked if they demoted him with 19 games to go. Uh, I think there's a chance they cover half his salary and trade him, or they buy him out at the end of the year, or something like that. Um, try to demote him next season, send him to the AHL, put him through, put him on waivers, and try to bury him there, but. With 19 games left, I don't see that happening. Right, we're at 51 minutes. Scroll down, try to catch up here. Braden Point is a product of his line mates and power play time. Okay. Okay. Like, there's a lot of guys who play with good players and don't score. We know that, right? Like, there's plenty of guys who don't put up a point a game. Braden Point is a very good player. They would be wise to start Talbot on Thursday. Just got a bad feeling about Elliott and Columbus. Can't control his rebounds. I mean... They just have to start Talbot on Thursday because if Elliott plays this many games in a row, he's going to get hurt. That's what always happens. We run goalies out, and we run them 10 in a row, and then they go down, and then we're scrambling for a goalie again. 
Like I, I don't, I don't understand what they do with goalies. It doesn't make any freaking sense at all in the world to me. I think Braden Point is the guy to go get in the off season. That's I think he's poachable. I don't know if he can. I, I think it's worth a shot. But Tampa's cap situation, I think you can get somebody from them. Whether it whether you steal Braden Point and you're willing to make the big sacrifice in terms of um, the types of comp the type of compensation uh, it takes to offer sheet somebody with all the draft picks and stuff, but uh, that or they give point the money they want to give him and have to shed some salary elsewhere. And you take advantage of that. Uh, the guy I've targeted is Tyler Johnson. Yeah. Maybe a little overpaid for a three C, but is he not really, not really when you think about it. And I think what he could bring again to a line of JVR and, and Hartman on that right side, I think that would be a hell of a, uh, hell of a third line, but we'll see, see how it goes. Yeah. Patrick is a righty. So, I don't know if they'd want to go Panarin, Patrick, uh, Panarin, Patrick, and Giroux. Uh, but they, the thing is they have options, and that's good right now. Corbin Knight was like, oh, do you to me? He never really existed. I'll never get those 12 minutes of Johnny Oduya out of my mind. I really won't. If you could relate this Flyers season to any reality show, what would it be? I have no idea. Knight had a good game tonight. Uh, he played. He played. He was there. I, I have no. I have so little interest in Corbin Knight. It's un, It's a, Lindblom making sharp plays. Myers looks very good. Like really good as does Sanheim. Yeah, how great was that? Uh, I think Couturier got that assist on um, on Sanheim's goal. That was great. Uh, the way they took advantage of Eichel there, just backed him up, backed him up, backed him right into his goal. He used him as a screen and shot around him. That was that was really well executed rush. Uh, I thought, especially against former, um, against a forward on the rush, I mean. Bill, we were up 3-1 late in the second. Where was Ghost on that late Buffalo goal to make it 3-2? Uh, was that the one where he stepped up and just got beat? I mean, that, that's what happens. He, he, he stepped up. It was ill-timed. He didn't make the play, and he got beat. That's what happened. Point or Marner, I just think Toronto is in a position to afford all their guys. Uh, it's going to be tight. It's going to be tough to make it work. But I think they're in a position to keep everyone where Tampa already has a lot of commitments. That's the, you know. Is there a possibility that Talbot could possibly be hurt? That's why he's not playing? It's always possible, but, uh, I mean, they're, he's there. And they said Hart is hurt, and that's why he's not. So, I mean, it's always possible someone's hurt. But I, th- I you know. Uh, if you had to offer sheet pointer Marner, who do you want more? I mean, I think Marner's... I think Marner's the better player. I would love Mitch Marner. Uh, I just don't think you're going to be able to get him, or I don't think it's as beneficial to do to Toronto as as it would be Tampa. I think there are multiple ways to take advantage of Toronto's situation, whether it be trying to poach point or trying to get somebody off of them other than point so that they make room for point. Uh, But I just think that's the – that's what I would be targeting. Now, of course, 30 other teams could be thinking the same thing, uh, but we'll, you know, I think it'll be a very interesting offseason because of the number of uh, restricted free agents, high-end restricted free agents there are. All right, guys, I think we're going to wrap it up there. Uh, That's all the time we have for you. Thanks for hanging out. Thanks for joining me. 
BSH Radio will be live right here at 6.45 tomorrow. Uh, of course, if you don't catch it on Facebook Live, podcast stream is always available. If you haven't subscribed to our podcast stream, please do so. Uh, search Broad Street Hockey wherever podcasts are available. What else do I have to sell? Um, if you are so inclined, go to Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash BSH Radio. We have a thing going on right now. We are at the Alumni Showdown on Friday at the Class of 23 Arena. It was the Flyers alumni against Snyder Hockey alumni, and it was just a really cool event. We got some interviews with a lot of players, talked to Scott Hartnell, talked to uh, Kimo Tiemann, and Andrew Ferentz was there. That was fun to ask him what the hell he was doing there. Um, talked to a bunch of guys, just had a good time. There's some funny play-by-play with me and the Flyperbole dudes. Um Losing the battery all of a sudden. Uh, and all the proceeds from our Patreon are going directly to Broad – or not to Broad Street Hockey. We are not getting any of the money. We're giving it all to the Snyder Hockey Foundation. Uh, really cool charity. They're great. Uh, so if you're interested in that, 5 bucks for the audio content, 10 bucks for the video. It's a, it's a, it's a donation. It's a, Watch the stuff. Listen to the stuff. It's fun. Uh, some good interviews and stuff in there. But really, it's just a donation to Snyder Hockey. It's five or ten bucks. So if you are so inclined, please check that out. Um, I will be on the Big Daddy Graham Show tonight from 2 to 5.30 or tomorrow morning if you want to think of it that way. Um, I always say tonight, though. Uh, uh, this is my new normal night, Tuesday night, Wednesday morning, whatever you want to call it. So 94 WIP, Big Daddy Graham featuring Bill Matz. Uh, yeah, that's it. That's all I got for you. Thanks for hanging out. Thanks for always doing this. I will be here again. I won't be back until next week. I am leaving for Clearwater, hence all the Phillies gear. Uh, my flight's at like 1030 tomorrow morning. So, uh, I'm basically... Uh, just hanging out until, you know, I'm going on the radio and then I'm just hanging out until I go to Clearwater for a nice time for Philly spring training. Hope maybe we get some Bryce Harper news while we're there. Wouldn't that be fun? All right. Thanks everybody. Have a great week, everybody.